This is the Lowdown Sports Show. Give me the lowdown. With Drew. I just heard your dad might already hate you. And I was like, yeah. what, brother? <laughs> oh, man. And BJ. Yeah, he could be a part of the ma- mascot's entourage and, and be throwing t-shirts into the crowd. <laughs> and it all starts right now. All right, welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Yeah, we are. We got a good show planned. Episode number eight of this season. We're talking some college hoops. We got Coach Trip here for us today. We're talking early season upsets for the men and the women. Players to watch. Uh Coach's Corner happening. Trip's top 10 list is back for this week uh, or this month, I guess. I should yeah. Say. He's a monthly visitor. Uh, playing with her, acquitted as well. And uh, that is what is on the agenda for today. College hoops, ladies and gents. And before we dig into that old college hoops, we want to give shouts out to our partners, T Public Fanatics and SeatGeek, and let you know that SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes confusion out of buying tickets. Use code THELOWDOWN in all caps. For $20 off your first order. This show is also presented by Stathead. My man BJ has a stat of the episode for us. That's right, Drew. And before we get to the stat of the episode, I want to make sure that you follow us on all the socials. You can find them up above my head here if you're watching along on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. But you can follow us over on those platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, as well as on Instagram, on X, TikTok, and on threads make sure you find us at the underscore lowdown on all those platforms except for twitch because well somebody mean meaner than drew and i wanted our name so we we are just the lowdown on twitch at at any rate uh so our stat of the episode drew we're talking about college basketball this time and through stathead i was uh i was just looking and it uh it gave me a random player and I wanted to see what they did in college. So I first had to find a player that uh, actually went to college as opposed to being drafted uh, right out of high school, because uh, you can look at both options, uh, you know, players that were, that came along before the one and done rule came into effect and, and players that have been in college since that rule. And the, uh, our friends at Stathead said, uh, why don't you check out what Lamar Odom did? He spent a season in the college ranks, he didn't have to. He was drafted fourth overall in 99, and he could have gone right out of high school, but he spent a season at the University of Rhode Island of the Atlantic 10. 32 games, he was a starter in all of those games, and he was a 48% field goal shooter as he averaged 17 and a half points per contest, almost 10 rebounds a game, and four assists a contest, and also threw in a block and a half per contest and almost one full steal a game. He was, he was red hot and I can understand why he was uh, one of the top five players picked in that year's draft. So you can look at what, you know, not just some of your favorite NBA players were able to do in the college ranks. You can also look at what the WNBA players had in their collegiate time as well. Stat had, all kinds of tools at your disposal. Why don't you go over there and get yourself a subscription to find folks at Sports Reference and Stathead do a fantastic job with everything that you could want to possibly know. 
There you go. There's our stat of the episode presented by Mr. BJ. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Another stat of the episode. And as we mentioned, we said we got Coach Tripp in the house. There he is. College basketball. Tripp, how you doing, my man? Good afternoon, Drew. BJ, man, I am doing fantastic. College basketball season is rolling, men's and women's. Already some intrigue, excitement, uh, Mm -hmm. upsets, fantastic games. Uh, tons to talk about and excited to be here with you guys. Thank you all for having me for sure. Absolutely. And and there's a lot of, we've already had a lot of great games, Drew. I know that, that you and I and, and, and coach Tripp were talking about them uh, here in the last couple of weeks, but man, I mean, you talk about this being the perfect time for you to come on. We're about to have one of the best times to be a college hoops fan with all the in-season tournaments going on next week. Oh, absolutely. These, these tournament tournaments are fantastic. And, um, the, the the teams that they pair against each other, you know, you would think would be something that you wouldn't see until a, a either a conference tournament or possibly the NCAA tournament. And uh, boy, it's it is a great time to be a college basketball fan. And that's that's one of the things that's so great about this sport is they start with these tournaments and you get some uh, really exciting games right off the bat um, to to feed your need for college basketball. Which matchup next week are you looking forward to the most before we kind of talk about what has already happened? We want to give a little look ahead, I think, at least. Well, um, I, I've really been focusing on on what's happened this, this first thing, so I haven't looked too much okay. yet because uh, I'll tell you, I got so wrapped up, obviously, in some of these uh, early season um, uh, upsets, but then I got super invested the other night in uh, Kansas and Kentucky. And so, uh, so far I've kind of been living sort of in the moment. So I really haven't looked too ahead. I've been just enjoying, you know, what's happening uh, right now. And there's a, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, from opening night, boom. I mean, the uh, fireworks started going both men's and women's with, with some of these upsets. So um, I haven't even really looked at, at uh, the the upcoming stuff. That's perfectly okay. I thought I asked while we were talking about it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Speaking of those upsets, man, trip, a lot of big time, Powers went down early, unless you on the women's side went down. We've seen mm-hmm. Duke go down. We have seen a number of teams go down early that you won't expect in the top rankings of things. Uh, Michigan State doing their thing of losing those important games already. Look at them go, Tom. Uh, yeah, I know. That, already that, really, that really, that Michigan State, man, that really, uh, you're looking at, you know, uh, where they're sitting now. Um, really affected where uh, I wanted to put them in when we get to the t- to the top ten rankings and where I could put them. So yeah, man, that, that's that early season uh, stuff is is what makes it so great. But it can also be frustrating as a fan sometimes, for sure. And and oh, when yeah. when Michigan State has won the Big Ten or or been competitive in the Big Ten, nobody at you know as we get closer to March is going to remember. Oh yeah, remember James Madison taking them down the first night of the year that. That's the funny thing about this sport is that we get all these great upsets because it, it is such a, a sport that can be, you know, driven by parity at times. But then when it comes to, you know, who, who should make the tournament and everything like that, it's almost like what happened early in the year gets thrown out for some reason. Well, a couple of things, too. They, they've now lost two. I think they're sitting at one and two. Yep. But to your point, yes, it won't necessarily negatively affect uh, Michigan State, but what it can really do is, is, particularly if Michigan State turns it around and goes back to their perennial powerhouse, boy, what a what a quality win that's going to look uh, on the resume of James Madison. So, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so on one side, it could could not really be that big of a deal for Michigan State, but it could be a huge factor for James Madison. 
Right. No, so, and, and even even with those couple of losses for Michigan State, they're still in this top this top twenty five poll as well. So we'll see how many losses it takes for them to get kicked out of it. How much belief do they have in these Spartans? Maybe too much. I, I think it would take probably a good three or four losses in the first three or four weeks of the year before they'd even sniff the outside of the top twenty five. If I had to guess, Coach, what any thoughts on that? You know, I it. it as they, these rankings come out, you know, kind of every week, if they lose another one before the next ranking comes out, I got to think that they've got to be out. There's, there's no yeah. way they can be, you know, one in three or, or you know, two and three and, and still be, be in it with, you know, some of these quality teams behind them. So okay. I think that the fact that they're even in it um, is, is really um, more of a nod to what they've done historically, and it should not be that way. You know, I, I was going yeah. through my top ten, uh, and then I had to redo it because I had to – try and think about let's let's not worry about the preseason you know let's try to focus on um you know the quality of play the quality of opponent which you can't always control um, right. but, but that kind of stuff so yeah I, i'm shocked that they're ranked as high as they are and and i love michigan state and, and tom Izzo, i think is a fantastic coach but you know right now they're, they're struggling and to bj's point it really doesn't if they're not ranked right now that's that's okay as long as they can write the ship and 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 be ready for, you know, conference play and, and to get in the tournament that way. The way you evaluate teams and, and how you're doing the top 10, he needs to be an indie drew. I'm telling you right now, he needs to be helping these people that always seemingly get it wrong, uh, <laughs> make the decisions on, on what happens with the tournament. Well, when you look at my bracket, you, you think I always get the bracket wrong. <laughs> as far as wins and losses, so. <laughs> hey, it's, it's a loser's bet anyway. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, Trip. We talking about these number of upsets. Where do we want to start off with these? There was there was a number of them uh, that we've already highlighted. Maybe you start off with that uh, number one. Since so, let's start off with the first thing. The number one seed that got taken down. LSU losing to Colorado in the fashion they did in that opener. What's that? What's that say about this? What was supposed to be a newly powerhoused LSU adding Haley Van Lith as well coming off a championship yeah you know a couple of things first thing is is boy what an opening night and as it turns out you know there's three big big upsets on opening the night two on the women's side one on the men's side but you know this wasn't uh, this wasn't something that came down to both teams played really really well and and it was a missed shot at the end or or, or you know come down in a in a three-point shot you know deep from deep downtown to win it and man this was right. a, a beat down you know this was a 92 78 um Beat down by Colorado. Um, if if you watch that game, uh, some of the coaching clothing was was uh, really pretty interesting. Um, As Colorado, it always is. But uh, no, I think um, look LSU. I think they're going to be fine. They're they're experienced. They're well coached. But boy, I think this was a wake up call. I think maybe a little bit of um, not quite being as focused as you should have. Uh, and, and, and look, fair or not, that, that falls on the coach. But uh, the, I think those players maybe uh, read a little bit too much or believe some of that hype. And, and uh, they, got, they got a reality check. You know, they're, they're three and one. So they, they lost that first one and have won three straight, you know, kind of uh, have righted the ship uh, so far. Um, but I think uh, probably, you know, maybe down the road in hindsight, this might be something that uh, the coach will look back on and say, man, this actually didn't want to lose. But I'm glad it happened early because I was able to get their attention. We were able to fix some things uh, and and go on and and you know potentially go win this thing. But boy, a, a very shocking um, loss—not just the loss, but um, the way that they lost. The the magnitude of of the defeat was 
um, really surprising. Um, so, you know, I, I think down the road, it's, it's just to BJ's point earlier, nobody's going to remember this in, in you know, uh, March, um, you know, as, as they're, they're going into make these brackets start in the tournament. But right now, boy, it's, it's something that the, the good thing for them that does make some people not think about it as much is all the other upsets. So people have, you know, so maybe some of this will get lost, but boy, when you're the number one seed and you're, you're kicking off, you're, you're the flagship of NCAA women's basketball on opening night. Uh, certainly not the way um, fans nor, um, you know, the NCAA women's um, uh, committee would, would have wanted that to start. But, but I actually think it's really good for college basketball. Yeah, especially because wasn't it just last year that LSU's only loss, if I'm not mistaken, was to South Carolina. They they only had one loss on their way to the title last year. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I and so right. they already starting off with, you know, on opening night the same number they had all of last year. All of last so year. That that was that was truly the crazy thing. And and you also had pr- kind of predicted an upset that did come to fruition. You you mentioned it on the last time that you were here with us. And, and gave us this team and said, you need to watch out for them. Sure enough, they proved you right and be- validated you, Coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I was uh, – you know, I, I didn't know how quickly they would they would all come together, but uh, we talked about uh, the USC women uh, last time, really a, a team to, to watch for. Uh, they On opening night, they, they upset number seven, Ohio State, 83-74, a, a nine-point win there. And really, um, you know uh, – Juju Watkins coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. She is the real deal. She is um, dynamic. She had, they're tearing it up, not just that game, you know, and, and they're sitting at 3-0, and uh, sitting ranked number number 21, I believe. And I think I that uh, I think they're going to be able to, um, you know, really they'll, they'll move up in the rankings. And I think, you know, I don't know that they're, they're ready to go win this thing yet, you know, uh-huh. maybe, but a year away, two years away, depending, you know, on, on – on her, her development, but this is definitely a, a team not to go to sleep on. And, and yeah. uh, I was really excited to see uh, how well she played in that opening game, but really yeah. how well she's been playing. She, she is obviously we talked last time about all the accolades, uh, things she had done. So she was not going to be out of her element or intimidated. Um, you know, this basketball is in her blood. She's made for this and, and good for her for seizing that opportunity early anyway. Oh yeah. And trip, you know, I saw a uh, graphic the other day. It was about her her recent game where she got, I think it was thirty five points. It was up there at a graphic with uh, Lisa Leslie and uh, I believe Cheryl Miller. Uh, she had thirty eight uh, as a player at USC, and uh, Lisa had like thirty three or thirty four, th- somewhere in that lower thirty range, and Juju had thirty five. So I mean, up there was some of the greats, and yeah, some of the greatest all time, just putting up points. And I mean, as a young freshman, I mean, yeah, a true freshman at that, yeah, yeah. very true. I mean, yeah. as true as it gets, man. For, I mean, first just, first collegiate game, and and already kind of wowing the crowds. That that I you can't talk about anybody who you think more green in terms of experience coming in, but. She was up for the moment. Averages right now, BJ, trip, 28 points, three assists, seven boards, just short of three steals. Golly. Man, that, that's going to get you a sheesh. You're going to be tearing it up all season long, man. When 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 do – let's see. When does USC face somebody that's going to give Juju some problems? Let's see. Looking on down here, just a quick try and peek at uh, maybe UCLA. And they take on them. I think that's a couple of weeks from now. Or no, that's 
It's next month. It's New Year's yeah. Eve, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So First conference game, I would imagine, right? But we'll see. I mean, that's a she's got a good pace so far, and I mean, we'll, we'll see once she gets to playing these other dynamic teams, uh, you know, how they scheme and play against her, and let's see what other coaches maybe along the way that we don't expect on their on their calendar to uh, play Juju a little differently. But she may just be one of those players you just can't flat out stop. Well, and I was going to think the thing I was going to bring up, man. So far, and again, it's it's early, you know, whatever three games in, but. Right. You know, if, if if you see her on the schedule or, or see USC on the schedule, that's got to be something where you've got to maybe change up how you defend, change up how you. Uh, that's the game plan. Scheme. Yeah, yeah. You, you really yeah. have to. Uh, it can't be just your normal. You know, this is what we do. You you've got to find some way to to slow her down, get the ball out of her hands, um, and and, and, and really capitalize when she's off the court too. Yes. So. Um, man, some, some other, um, uh, upsets, uh, North Carolina state upsets, number two, UConn, um, yeah. UConn sitting at one and one now they, they lost 92 to 81 and North Carolina state now sitting at three and oh, um, so that's number one, number seven and number two going down on the women's side. Um, yeah. um Duke went the, down. Yeah. Duke, what's that? Duke went down, lost to old Caleb Love again, your your former uh, Tar Heel. Yeah, on, on the men's side, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, and and and, and I was going to talk about that too. To their credit, you know, they they came and and, and I considered this as I was uh, doing my top ten ranking that they came back and, and righted the ship. You know, and and for some of these teams early, you know, it's frustrating because you you may not get a bunch of games right away, so you may be sitting with that loss. But right. uh, they were able. They're sitting at two and one. Uh, after yeah. they got upset by Arizona, uh, who's who's really really good as it turns out. Yeah, uh, and then of course we mentioned the Michigan State, but they're sitting at one and two. Uh, an interesting one was on the men's side, Penn upsetting number twenty one Villanova, and that was yeah. seventy fifty, and that was just the other night. Um, uh, so Villanova sitting at two and one, Penn sitting at three and one. Yeah. And then, and, and uh, that's that's rare for Philadelphia uh, area basketball. You don't, you just don't see U of Penn or any of the other Big Five schools take down Villanova. It's a very rare accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, happens. nobody takes down Villanova. You know, at times. Yeah, yeah but, especially uh, yeah. the Palestra. Right. So, um, and then uh, another one. UC Irvine upset uh, USC. I was just about to yeah. say that. Just scrolled to a UC Irvine seventy. On the men's side, yeah, I mean a ten-point win, you know, again, and and uh, you know, as, as we've mentioned several times already, you know, if you're a fan of these, you know, it's not time to to jump off that bandwagon or, or um, anything like that. It's it's a very long season, and a lot of these, particularly these teams that are opening up in these tournaments, uh, you get a lot of basketball in a short amount of time. So yeah. your uh, your growth rate uh, as far as experience and, and stuff like that is really quick. And, and that's really what these tournaments are for is, is to get um, you a lot of, a lot of games in a short amount of time, particularly you can, you can integrate some of your transfers or your new guys uh, with the, the core of your team and, and figure out, you know, what do you have and they can figure out how to play together. So, um, but as a, as a casual fan that none of these are actually my team, man, I love seeing these upsets. Um, oh yeah. They, yeah. They really, uh, makes things exciting and it's really neat to see it happening both on the men's uh, and the women's side and starting from opening night, you know, that's. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing with, for UC Irvine. I mean, they've been there, they've done that and, and they're not intimidated by 
going into an environment like USC or, or like any other Pac-12 school ranked or not. Uh, but for for USC, I mean, they this is that that ten point margin is kind of misleading. I saw a little bit of this, the tail end of it, on YouTube while we were preparing for the show earlier. And uh, you know, USC had opportunities. They they had a a chance with a, a three that would have tied it, and they missed. They get a stop at the other end. They they still have another chance, and you know, nearly getting a turnover, and then just a dagger of three from the right corner, and then you play the free throw game. So I mean, that may be a little bit misleading. It was a lot closer than you know a ten point game, but that's how when you you play to foul and, and give yourself right. many opportunities. That's that's what ends up happening. Yeah, that that foul strategy. I mean, is really brilliant, and when it works. Boy, it's great, but but when it doesn't, yeah, you can like you said, it can look a little more misleading because yeah. you're you're going to give up some points and and you, you got to do what you got to do. So, and uh, right now uh, there's some games being played tonight, of course, um, some big big time games, UConn and Maryland. UConn beating down Maryland right now, 65-42. Uh, somebody is on upset alert though. Creighton. Creighton women are on upset alert. Green Bay leads them 55-46 with 726 to play. So we'll see if that uh, we add that to the uh, list of upsets going on on the on the women's side of things. Uh, Some other matchups are going on later. Not sure uh, if we'll see upsets in in those matchups. Not likely, but uh, yeah, there's some big some big things going on in the way of upsets. You know, I've already we've already mentioned some other players that. I mean, Juju was going to be a player that I was considering a uh, player to watch in this one yeah. uh, for this season, of course, because of how she started out this season so hot scoring the basketball. Um, and I did mention uh, one player's name, uh, and I hope we don't see him again. I'd have to check the schedule. Um, <laughs> but uh, Caleb Love, of course, I mean, doing what he does, whether he's in uh, Carolina or he's in Zona now. So, uh, you know, still balling out wherever he is and still doing yeah. what he does and Still talking the talk too. He's not afraid to do the chat. No, he, he's not. He's he's, not he's serious. But uh, and how does it feel, Trip, to hear him say he's a Tar Heel for life? Well, I, I wish he was still a Tar Heel this season. Um, but man, a <laughs> tremendous a player, tr- tremendous player, and 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 uh, you know gave gave us you know a lot that, that magical year when they went on that run and 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 deep into the tournament. And man, I wish him the best. Uh, uh, the the idea of, of how easy it is to transfer and portal and all that that's a discussion for another day but I mean right. man go 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 do your thing go chase your dream and, and put yourself in the best situation uh, possible and and uh, man I got nothing but respect and love for him man yeah, yeah man and uh, as as we talk about these uh, big games and things uh, we briefly touched on it but uh, Kentucky in the Kansas game. Uh, Dickinson dropping that 2020 game. I mean, how yeah. often does that really happen in college basketball these days? And I mean, it's, it's a great thing we see in the NBA, but it seems like it's more impressive nowadays to, because it's so rare in the college game to see the big 2020 game. I believe he had 26 yeah. and 21 in that game. So, I mean, Dickinson just, I well, mean. Yeah, and and beyond that, I mean, he, he went one for two, I mean, from three-point range. I mean, this right, is a yeah. seven-foot-one guy. He was 10 for 11 from free throws, eight eight to 12 from two-point range. I mean, he did it all. And yeah. uh, he was, you know, towards the end, you know, because they were down. They were down 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably the only reason they won. Yeah, yeah. As I say, when they started to make their run, I mean, he was he was virtually un, unguardable. You know, they they had no right. answer for for him. 
And uh, man, he was he was definitely impressive. Um, you know, and, and of course, uh, he he would be if you're a um, you know a Kansas fan, he would be the reason you you argue for the transfer portal. You know, he came over from Michigan. Um, you know, as a career, uh, he's 17.4 points, 8.5 boards, uh, three games here in Kansas. He's 22 points per game, 12.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists. I mean, he's definitely, again, it's such a small sample size, but he certainly started off, um, you know, justifying, uh, the hype that, that everybody had in him and, and, uh, yeah. And that comeback win, he was, he was dominant. And, and you kind of mentioned the term earlier players to watch. He, I kind of picked one at least one player that is started out on fire one or yeah. two and then two i think that kind of just looking ahead maybe kind of like we did with juju like what yeah. we you know some pop some potential upside for them but he's on that list of player to watch just because of of what he did and 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 to bj's point he kind of willed them to that win because it was not looking good for kansas i was thinking here's another upset right <laughs> he did not let that happen who else is on your list yeah who so, else yeah on the men's side um, I've got two of them that are, are again, we're talking more p- potential upside. Let's see what happens this season. Uh, one is uh, Tucker DeVries, six, point, uh, six foot seven forward out of Drake. He is the reigning Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. He did lead them uh, to uh, that tournament last year, uh, and they had a first-round loss in Miami. In uh, two games this year, he's averaging 28.5 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, and five assists. Okay. Uh, and compare that to his career. I mean, against two games, but his career is 16.3 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, and two assists. Nice so, hot start. Yeah, so yeah. he's a hot start, and he showed he could do it last year. Uh, got Drake to the tournament, so he's one I really look forward to to be even better uh, for his team this year. Um, and so that is uh, uh, Tucker DeVries out of Drake. Tucker DeVries. Let's see. Does, does Drake have any big matchups coming up? Are they playing any top twenty-five? No, I don't see him. Not, yeah, not probably not. Uh, but then being in the Missouri Valley, you you wouldn't really see them in a big matchup until March, I don't think. Yeah. So they gotta they gotta have a great year, win their conference, and, and you know get a get a bid that way. He's got a good chance to keep up that pace out there since they're not playing anybody that's you know, really gonna knock them off their good foot. Yeah. And then um, my other player is um, Wade uh, Taylor the fourth. Okay. Um, and he is a six foot guard um, out of, uh, uh, he's playing an SEC A&M. Um, okay. He is uh, on the season. They're sitting at three and O they, they went to the, um, he led them last year to the first round of the tournament. The first time since the 2017, 2018 uh, season. Uh, again, his his three game average this year, he's up almost a little over five points, seventeen point three points versus his career of twelve point two, two point seven rebounds versus two point um, three, and then um, five assists over three point one. And and again, you know, we don't need to get too crazy about two games, three games here or there. But uh, I guess the point is, is uh, again, like we talked about, he's starting out hot, uh, coming off of a, a game where they did really well uh, last year. Uh, you know, got to the tournament for the first time since 2718. Uh, and so I really think those two guys, and then obviously Hunter Dickinson, are players to watch uh, this year. Uh, one, obviously well known, and two, maybe a little more under the radar that if you're looking for something um, uh, new, 
um, or, or different. You can kind of look at those. Fun fact, I used to board out for the broadcaster for the Texas A&M Aggies. Oh, really? And I just talked to him actually like a few days ago. Yes. That's awesome. Shout out Andrew Monaco, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Wade Taylor. Okay. All right. I think is that those were all yours, right, Trip? Yes. Okay. I think I went through all the all mine. I was going to touch BJ. You got one, yeah? I, yeah, I do have one. Uh, and and this is going to be interesting uh, for this team. They they've got a really good uh, straight the schedule here early on. Of course, it's it's just a couple games in, but you know, first year in a new conference. What's the kind of the the peak for Central Florida? I think Jalen Sellers is going to be a guy to watch out for. He's a junior, six foot four, 196 pound guard uh, from uh, Columbus, Georgia for, for Central Florida. But already here early on in the season, in, in just a few games, he's, I think they're playing right now, in fact. So this, this may not be completely up to date. But uh, last check, he was, he was right up there, averaging over 22 and a half points per contest, uh, 13 tonight so far as they are up big on Cal State Fullerton. But uh, that that's a team that you know they've not really been seeing a whole lot of success in the American. Now they're in the you know in the Big Twelve, which seems like it would be even more of a step up if you, if you were you know not having the kind of success that you were wanting to have. But as far as they'll go is how far he'll go, or he go however he goes is about how they'll go. If you know what I'm trying to say. It's been a long gotcha. time. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, I think that's all of our players on this side of things. I think we got through most of these upsets, but still, still, Coach, keep an eye on this one. Creighton's still on upset alert. Four and a half left in the game. Green Bay oh. means 57-51. Oh. So it's getting that a little closer, but not a whole lot of time left. Do what? I was to say that game being broadcast, we could see if we could find the – It's uh, on the ACC okay. network, I think. Oh, Okay. Or yeah, 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 ACC Network. I think no, okay. I, no, it's not being broadcast. That's oh. the game above it. I'm not mm. sure who's got that game. Mm. Oh, I don't think it is. No, no big deal either way. I guess it's yeah. it might be on like a FS2, but I don't, I don't see it. So yeah, maybe maybe Creighton's broadcasting it on their own. Very, very possible. Yeah, no clue. But uh, I think. That's going to do it for our early season upsets and some players to watch. That means it's time to go ahead and slide into Coach's Corner. Woo. Coach Tripp in here with some Coach's Corner, baby. All right, gentlemen. And, again, you may have uh, discussed this on, on uh, when I wasn't on. Um, it, it is college-related specific. That's why okay. I want to bring it up. But it's very iconic. On November 1st, um, at the age of 83 years old, Coach Bobby Knight passed away. And so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Bobby Knight, his, his background. Um, and look, I, we'll address some of the controversies. You know, he's uh, certainly a world-class X's and O's guy, but had some issues on and off the court as well. But I kind of wanted to go through a little bit of his resume uh, since we lost one of the great ones and, and uh, kind of talk about that. So he was 83 years old. Um, in 1965, uh, he became the youngest D1 coach, at least at that time, that may have changed since, um, when he coached at Army at the age of 24. So that was his first gig. Um, 
obviously he he made his his career uh, at all those years at Indiana. Um, although he did um, also have a stint at Texas Tech, if you remember that, you know, late yep. towards his career. I, I uh, do remember that. He, I was some a Tech fan because of Bob Knight, believe it or oh, not. Oh, yeah. And then he he put them back on the map basketball-wise. You know, they, they were kind of an afterthought. So mm -hmm. so at Indiana, he uh, accumulated 661 wins. His overall record uh, total, you know, everywhere he coached, 902 and 371. Uh, he made yeah. the he, he made the the NCAA tournament 24 appearances in 29 years of coaching. He won 20 or more games um, 29 times. Um, in in 1984, he coached the U.S. Olympic team to a gold medal, um, which was not also without some controversy, as he he kind of uh, cut cut some uh, NBA players to make room for for his players. He has yeah. three national titles. One in 1976, 81, and 87. The 76 one is significant because he went. It was an undefeated season. They went 32 and 0, and he beat Michigan 86-68. In 81, he went 26 and 9 on his way to the title, and beat UNC 63-50. And then in 1987, he went 30 and 4 and beat his good friend Jim Beheim 74-73. Um, and if I'm so not mistaken, Army. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if I'm not mistaken, Coach, that Indiana team that won it all is when they were undefeated. That's the last team that's made it through the the entire season without a loss on their way to the title. If, if I'm, I think mistaken. you're correct. I think I think you're correct. That's such an unbelievable stat. Um, yeah. At Army, he was 102 wins and 50 losses. At Indiana, uh, 661 and 242. And then at Texas Tech, this may surprise you, maybe not, since you're obviously a fan because of them, 138 and 82. So, uh, you know, a lot of wins. And, and I guess I had forgotten how long he was at Texas Tech. Yeah. So I, I forgot he was that many losses. I knew they had a few, but. Yeah. Um, so, listen, his basketball resume speaks for itself. Um, you know, uh, in January 1st, 2007, when while he was at Tech, he passed Dean Smith for at the time, which was the most wins all time. Uh, he's currently sitting on that list uh, at number six with 902 total wins. So obviously Krzyzewski and, and um, some Damn. of those others uh, have, have surpassed him, but at the time he was the winningest coach. So look, X's and O's, the guy was phenomenal. He could recruit, he could, he could develop players, obviously win championships. Um, so if that was where the story ends, uh, it would be a great story, but um, not all that interesting. So where it gets interesting are all the, the things that maybe take away from um, the legend of Bobby Knight on the positive side. He had the, the, the infamous chair throwing incident in a game in 1985 against Purdue where he threw a chair onto the court. Uh, you can actually, I don't know if you can, but I read something today where they actually have that chair on campus. It's like locked up in a maintenance room, but they still have that chair. Um, in, in 1997, there was an, an incident with a player named Neil Reed. And Neil Reed uh, came out and kind of accused Bobby Knight of, of choking him during practice. But not everybody kind of believed it. It wasn't until um, in 2000 where video footage of that surfaced. So I guess they taped practice. Somehow that came out. So that got him put on a um, zero tolerance um, uh, contract 
and he would uh, eventually be fired on September 10th of the year 2000. Um, and the quote was, uh, for an unacceptable pattern of behavior. Um, he had an incident um, later where he grabbed a 19-year-old freshman by the arm and, and supposedly cussed him out because uh, the 19-year-old called him Knight rather than Coach Knight. Um, so um, anyway, he, a fantastic storybook career record-wise, X's and O's, the three national championships, the U.S. Olympic gold medal, but but not without some um, – some controversies, some, some issues, but look, uh, love them, love them or hate them. As far as, you know, if you rooted for them or against them, uh, one of the all time greats, uh, in basketball, college basketball history. And, um, look, you know, as far as some of these, these controversies, obviously the, the choking incident is, is quite disturbing, but some of the others are, 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 um, you know, personality flaws, but everybody has them, yeah. um, you know, and, um, you can't excuse choking someone, but the throwing of the chair, things like that, uh, that, that was just him apparently. And I think, I think, you know, they, they came up with this unacceptable zero tolerance thing, but I think as Miles Brand at the time was president, they bear some of that responsibility because there's no way that that was the first time something like that happened. And yeah. you, when you allow something to go on, Obviously, it's going to, to probably escalate over time if there's no consequences. So yeah. certainly he was in the wrong for, for some of these controversies that he started or was involved in. Um, but I think Miles um, Brown, the university, probably owns some accountability as well for not addressing it until, I mean, until there was this massive issue, until it was too, too, too late where they could not ignore it. And I think maybe the lesson is, well, he's won these championships, he's winning, he's bringing in talent, we'll, we'll let these things go to the side. And I think that's yeah. um, the wrong message. But uh, more to the point is I wanted to celebrate the, the brilliant career of, of Coach Knight, who we lost on November 1st, uh, 83 years old. You Coach, I'm going to ask both of you, do you guys happen to know what my favorite quote from Coach Bobby Knight was? I have no clue. I can guess, and I don't know if it's the one, and I may not get this go right, go but I it. would guess it's maybe the one of when they bury me, bury me face down so the rest of the world can kiss my ass. Yes, that is <laughs> it. Yeah, when, when I die, may they uh, bury me upside down or, or something like that so that my uh, – so that everyone who died – I can't remember, but you've got the pretty much the – The gist the, of it, the, yes. the, the, Yeah, you got the gist of it for sure. Um, yeah, he was, he was a very, I, I thought he was a very, very good coach. Um, obviously, like you said, he was not without his warts and, and he had, you know, some things that he probably needed to, to get sorted out as, as a coach, as, as a, there's a, a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And too often, unfortunately, it looked like there were, you know, was wrong ways of handling things. But I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I, I don't know if, if, you know what once he retired and he was doing some some uh analysis as well i think he worked with espn for a couple of years after he retired from texas tech um uh, he he was you know he was not even close to the same kind of fiery spirit that he was as a coach and then you've kind of seen that with mike shashetsky now that he's been retired a few years roy williams and, and everything like that i i don't know how much of it is just because there's a lot of pressure being put on you if you're a head coach, especially for, I mean, you talk about how much basketball means 
in the state of Indiana and at the oh, collegiate absolutely. level in the set in that state. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's one of the it got to be one of the toughest jobs in in any field or profession is is being a head coach and and especially when you have given them success and they're continuing to expect it and want more and more success. Right. And I would go a step further and say, I, I would be willing to bet that it's even more difficult now with the kind of unlimited access between, you know, social media and the access the me the, the regular media has that there's, there's probably never a moment where, uh, you know, as a big time program that they, you can just kind of, uh, take a deep breath, relax. You know, there's always somebody questioning a decision you made or, or a, a player wanting to leave, you know, all kind of stuff. So um, hopefully, though, um, these guys can can kind of kind of keep their cool and, and get that figured out. So. Absolutely. The, the legend of Bobby Knight. A good old Bobby Knight. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, man. Good coach's corner, coach. Thank you. Always coming in clutch with a good coach's corner. I left my door open. Oh, shame on me. Uh, <laughs> let's take a uh, quick moment to let our people out there know about the things that they can get to show support for the show. They can shop with our partners at T Public. First things first, guys, there's a sale going on. It's sale time. You want to head on over to T Public and take advantage of the sales right now, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking for a deal that's always there? Well, at Public, they have just that. 25% off on stickers when you buy four or more, and they're only $250 when they're not on sale. So go see how much cheaper they are when they're on sale right now, and you still get the discount of 25% off getting those stickers, whether the sale's going on at Public or not. Slide on over to the link in the description and add some stickers to your cart by shopping our merch at Public. That's right, Drew. And also don't forget to check out our friends over at Fanatics. You know, Black Friday is coming up. They're going to have some great deals in store, I'm sure of that. But right now, as part of a uh, promotional deal that they are doing with NFL Sunday Ticket, you can get 25% off everything site-wide by using the promo code NFLST, as in NFL Sunday Ticket. So NFLST will give you 25% off through the rest of the evening. So you got to hurry. You got to get over there if you're watching live. If you missed it, if you missed it uh, live, you probably aren't going to get that deal specifically. But be sure to head on over to Fanatics. Get yourself some cold weather gear. As the weather gets colder, you're going to want to bundle up because, you know, summer is still quite a bit a ways away. And why not rock your favorite team as we get closer and closer to the holiday season, or maybe you just want to get that special someone something special for the holidays. You've got plenty of time to do that, but why risk it going to the mall and paying outrageous retail prices when you can shop at the comfort of your home? You can sit in your, you know, comfortable chair and with your most uh, special cup of cocoa or coffee or whatever in your pajamas and get yourself some fresh new gear and some fresh new gifts over at fanatics.com officially licensed everything. And now Drew, as we come back, I want to also let you know, uh, just like last week, I wasn't planning on this, uh, but I am rocking that world series gear yet again uh, on with this hat. 
from went and our friends took at it. Fanatics. What's that? Went and took it. Went and took it, indeed. Now, I believe, Drew, it's time to see what Coach has in store for us. It's time for Trips Top 10. It's Trips Top 10. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. The only top 10 poll that matters out there, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. All right, <laughs> so when I sat down to do this, you know, I it was, for me, very different than when I did the preseason poll because the preseason one, I was looking at what I thought just – uh-oh, we got, a, we got an, upset. We an upset. Upset alert. Upset <laughs> alert. 31 seconds remaining. Green Bay leads Creighton 65-53. That's a wrap. That's Creighton, number That's 22, over. Creighton Woo. goes down. The upset train rolls Yay. on. Shut it down. Let's go home. Let's go home. Um, so when I do a preseason um, top 10, you know, I'm really looking at what what is my – thoughts on this team, you know, what do they have? And for the long term of the season, you know, what, what can they do? Where can they end up? When I did this one, I really looked, tried to look at right now, a snapshot of, of where I think they are based on how they've played, who they've played. Okay. So some of this, uh, and it's nothing too shocking, but some of the decisions I made are, you know, like at Gonzaga, I mean, they're one and two. Do I think they're better than that? Absolutely. But I can't put them in there. So I really tried to focus on this two weeks. I'm so interested to see where you have Duke. I can't wait. Man, it's right. interesting. So here we go. So I will start. Um, I'll start with number ten, and we'll go from ten to one. How about okay. that? All right, Let's do it. So uh, number ten, um, I have Florida Atlantic. Um, so y- you know they they were already kind of uh, in that top ten range before, um, and so mm-hmm. they're they're still there. Obviously, they've got some key pieces back from there. 35-4 last season semifinal, and they haven't done anything to knock them out of it this season, so they're number 10. Number 9, Creighton, they're sitting at 3-0 this year. They they beat Iowa 92-84, and again, they've got some some guys coming back from uh, a tournament regional final as well. All right, so here's where I struggled a little bit with, you know, 7-8, just because these teams I'm going to put on there are good, but and, and their record is good, 3-0, 3-0. They just haven't played anybody, which is not necessarily their fault. Uh, so I struggled mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, I kept them. So I put Houston at number eight at 3-0. Okay. Now, I think I think down the road they're better than that, and, and I think they will prove that with victories. But right now 3-0 uh, is, is the best they can get, but the level of competition made, made it difficult for me to, to move them up. Um, I can tell you there's probably a lot of other teams that are 3-0 that aren't even anywhere close to your top 10. So, Yeah, yeah true. Uh, Tennessee, uh, 3-0. Um, so they um, they had a big – not a big win, but they um, had a win, a pretty good win uh, by 10. They're 3-0, but, again, the, the quality opponents hadn't been there yet. All right, here we go, number six. This is where I have the Duke Blue Devils. Okay. okay. I was wondering where we were going. I was like, if they're not right here, they're not in this top ten. No, they're <laughs> definitely in. Here's the thing. They got beat, and I was I was happy as can be, thrilled. But, man, they responded um, by beating uh, Michigan State, um, who, who you know, that's their second loss, and, um, you know, handled them pretty well. Uh, neutral side, I believe, tournament game, but they're number six. And, again, I think that they are going to move up as we go because they're too talented. And really, too well coached, which uh, we kind of talked about before. Like, who would have thought losing Shishesky and, and this guy coming in? You would have thought there'd have been a, 
not a talent drop-off, but a coaching drop-off, and this guy's done fantastic. All right, number five. I'm finally, I think, finally not taking the bait, not falling for it. So I have Purdue at number five. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. So they're three and oh. Obviously, Man. they got that 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 big guy in the middle, seven foot four center. But right now, I'm I'm not gonna move them up until they until they make me by quality wins and showing that they they can do it. Well, trip they got they're gonna test you on Monday. They got the Zags on Monday, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. they're either gonna show you that they're for real or they're what we thought they were. They're exactly. You're correct. Were. That's that should be a heck of a ball game. Mm-hmm. Right, I think so it'd be good if the, if the Zags come on top as well, because I mean they've done shifted out some talent. No more Drew Timmy and company and things like that, and retooling. If they win here, then they show that they can continue on. You know, with new talent, regenerate. You know, you can believe in these Bulldogs. Like they haven't won anything yet, unfortunately, but you know right. they're still they're still able to get quality wins throughout throughout the season. Give give me the Zags in this. I'll tell you. Or uh, right. excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Give me Zags. Use that. All right, I like it. Bold pick. I like it. That's very bold, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So y'all got Purdue, is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Give me the I, Zags, I just, give me Zags upset. And, and if, they, upset. if they get that win, you know, I'll feel a little more comfortable with them and, and maybe yeah. move them up. But right now, uh, yeah. I, don't I, would I, think be, the, I would not be shocked if, if Gonzaga wins. How about that? But I, I, I'm I, I, think I think that the early exit for Purdue really kind of help them come together more as a team as opposed to just a collection of guys with Zach Eady out there in the middle. So I think that they're going to play better in, in terms of their teamwork and, and everything like that. I think that's what's going to be the difference. Yeah, really, I would assume, to your point, that it's a us against the world, you know, chip on the shoulder. Nobody believes in us. Everybody's disrespecting us, and and that can certainly uh, help them with that. So, yeah. All right, number four. Uh, UConn right now averaging 96 points per game. They're three and zero. Obviously, they uh, uh, great year last year. But again, I'm looking at the three and zero this year, plus kind of where where I had them starting, uh, and then the the 96 points per game. Again, the um, hadn't hadn't played any world beaters, but um, so I think that's why they're maybe have them sitting at four and not a little bit higher. Um, Marquette. Okay, now we're getting into some that have some. Some uh, big, bigger name wins. Marquette sitting at three and zero. They're my number three. Uh, they beat uh, number twenty three Illinois. Uh, the Illini seventy one sixty four. So that's kind of the first, you know, kind of quality win I've got in here. And so that's yeah. why I have Marquette above, you know, UConn, Purdue, because at least so far they they've got a, a more quality win. Uh, and so if we're looking at at all three and zero teams, you know. For this snapshot, I'm gonna give the the, the nod to somebody with a quality win. Number two, Arizona, three and zero. Obviously, the the big thing they have is they beat Duke, uh, 78-73. Um, and then right now, my number one team, probably as as most people have, is uh, the Kansas Jayhawks, three and zero. Big win against Kentucky. And again, not that Kentucky is is great. I think what was more impressive about it was the way they were able to come back. You know, down 14, they battled back, and and then way they won. You know, they uh, inside with the big man, uh, slashing, getting to to the bucket. So um, that is my top 10. Uh, Kansas sitting at the number one seed. Two questions for you, Trip. All right. First question: What team currently in your top 10 are you afraid? Aside from Purdue, because we've already mentioned if they lose, then they'll 
jump down, but they may not fall all the way out. Who in your top 10 do you believe within the next month when you come back on has a good chance of falling out by the next time you make a top 10 list? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go with, and I don't think this is going to be a popular pick because because people think really highly of them. I'm going to go with Tennessee. Mm. Um, mm. There's a scheduled um, strength okay. for them here in the next month, you think? Or? Well, yeah, let's take a look. I, I'm just – I haven't really been super sold on them. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of those things, though, with Rick Barnes. They always – you always kind of know what you're going to get with a Rick Barnes team. Right. They got mm-hmm. Illinois – on December 9th, they're currently ranked 23rd. But the next matchup, uh, well, next matchup is uh, Syracuse. Then they got your Tar Heels on the 29th. Trips. On the 29th, yeah. So. They got two ranked matchups in the next four games. So, I mean, very well could. I mean, these are kind of bottom top 25 teams. So, I mean, if you drop both of those or even one of them, you trickle out of that top 10 potentially there. Correct. One of those top twenty. Maybe your maybe your heels bounce up in your top ten with a win well, like that. They're undefeated and they get that win. They they they'd be at least approaching it. I don't know if they'd be in it, but they'd be they'd be well well along the way. Have to be a dominant win, maybe, huh? Yep. And uh, the second question is: Who currently outside of this top ten has a chance to be in it the next time we have it on? I want to I'll toss toss some notables out there for you. See if they pique your interest. The Zags, A and M, Illinois, Kentucky, Miami. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Texas. good teams. Um, yeah, um, you know I, I'm pretty impre- uh, intrigued with A and M, but I'm gonna go with I would go with Gonzaga, kind of. Um, you know, they got a shot, you know, pretty quick, as we said, to, to make right. a statement and get them in there. Um, but again, it was, we talked last time, I'm a big Mark few guy. And so, right. um, you know, all things being equal, I, I would take his coaching, but yeah, uh, and I'm intrigued with, obviously Miami's been, been really good and really, uh, Kentucky, Kentucky being a blue blood and stuff, they should get it figured out. Um, you know, they're two and oh, they've got a shot. Let's see who they're playing. Um, they, they got anybody, um, they're in Kansas, obviously, or, uh, in the two and one Kansas was obviously a big one. Um, they got Miami on the 28th. So in yeah, days, they got a top 15 matchup and then they don't see your heels until 16. probably just around the next yeah. time we talk again. Yeah. So if they were to, to, to convincingly beat Miami and, and Carolina, certainly depending on what happens in front of them, you know, if, 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 Tennessee or, or somebody else loses, drops out, um, for sure. Oh, we lost Drew. We'll hope that he'll be back here. Yes, he didn't like that answer. <laughs> oh, no, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, there he is. He he uh, must have just uh, gotten bumped. or I hit the wrong button. I yeah. did the back button for our screen. <laughs> I thought you didn't like. I thought you didn't like my top ten. Yeah, he, I was going to say he, he, he was he was showing you how trash it was without saying anything. No, no, oh. I was low key gonna rag on Kentucky briefly of like, hey, they were only up on Commerce by eight at the half. So I mean. Yeah. Who knows how real they actually are? Commerce was up by as many as 13, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and the early going is like 16, uh, three. Yeah, 16. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the thing for me, Coach, is who do you think has the best win so far? Is it Kansas with win over Kentucky? Do you think Arizona has the best win going into Cameron Indoor, which notoriously yeah. is, is tough for, say, yeah. For, yeah. for road teams to win at? Um, is, is that something that you look at in terms of evaluating, or is it too early to say at this point? Uh, it is something uh, I did not consider that with the the um, the one and two it, because I already had I had Kansas there already, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say that the uh, Arizona over Duke at Duke is a uh, a a bigger much bigger win because the Kansas Kentucky I think tournament play it was the neutral site Madison Square uh, Garden if I'm not mistaken yeah so I would say the you know winning at Duke is always difficult I would say that's the the bigger win which is where I, I think they were like at maybe going into that, uh, or, you know, last 12, number 12 like you know, yeah. to me, that's, that win was big enough to, you know, throw them up there to number two for me. How soon we forget, even I briefly forgot about this, but James Madison over the Spartans at the Spartans. That's got to be the biggest upset. Well, so I guess it, well, I guess I it just depends. Upset, but with Michigan sitting at one and two, Michigan State's – although the other one was to Duke. So, But, yeah, that's definitely the biggest upset and probably yeah. arguably biggest program win for James Madison, I would, yeah. I would think. I guess it, it really just depends on which team you think is better. Is it Duke that you think is better than Michigan State? Because then if you think that the win at Duke is a more impressive win, I would admire you. I think I think this is just impressive because it's a team you didn't expect to come in and make waves like that. Whether, you yeah. know, Michigan turns out to be, you know, who we thought they might be this season or not. I mean, they started off as a, as a top-ranked team. So, I mean, right. top five team getting Molly Watt by an unranked team that's just now ranked for the first time in the school's history. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's I think that's pretty big. I was I was rocking with the Arizona over Duke first, but when I was like, "Oh shoot, forgot about James Madison over you know, the Spartans here." We can't can't leave that and yeah. uh, underrate that. That for and it's that's definitely got potential. I mean, and that's the thing is, as we go along, there will be teams that come along and, mm-hmm. and have just as good, if not better, wins. And and you know, oh, it all. But yeah, something could change. But just at this point, I mean, we could definitely talk about those two being the the better ones this season as far as, you know, the atmospheres that you're going to as well. It's, it's different. It might, it might change it a little bit if, uh, if that was, you know, in, in the, in the flip side on, uh, you know, Duke being on the road instead of hosting you're like, okay, it was a road game for Duke. They're not used to it. That was their first road trip of the year. You expect something like that. Um, But uh, yeah. And then James Madison, you could make the excuse for them if they hosted a home game. Oh, they had the energy of their home crowd, blah, yeah, blah, right. blah, blah. This was yeah. road environment. I mean, going to Abs- Michigan absolutely. State to play this? Oh, oh man. What a great time to be a James Madison fan. I mean, yeah, oh, I was just hell. about to say. Fun fact Fun fact number two of this episode. I photographed the uh, James Madison football team. BJ was at this one, national That's championship right. back in old 2019, I believe that was. That yeah, year. I, I- uh, North Dakota State and JMU. I, I'd forgotten yep. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say, do the right thing, NCAA. These these teams they need to be eligible for the postseason, uh, not just the football, but also the basketball team. If you and because it's it goes back to I believe it was Bellarmine last year. Uh, you know, I, I I think that if if you're a team and you come up a classification and you're good enough to win your conference year one, why not put them in the tournament? I mean. You know, you could you, you saw Fairly Dickinson win as a 16 seed, and they weren't even the ones that won the conference. So 
what's the harm in actually letting the team that earned its way there, regardless of where they are in reclassification process, what's the harm in letting them have the exposure and getting to see their name in the, the CBS Turner, you know, bug on the bottom of the screen on, on the March Madness broadcast. But, I, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. that at all. I, I, that give, give, give a team like a commerce if they were to win the Southland conference. A chance well, auto to bid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we can't even do that. We couldn't even go no, yet. It, no, that's no. where it would bite us in the butt. Cause even if we win, it's like, Oh yeah. nice conference champions. In yeah, our heart and and that's, and yet. that's the rule I'm saying they need to change there. Yeah, Cause that's sure. also, that's also affecting JMU, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe yeah. it's just in football, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, their petition denied for mm-hmm. uh, bowl competition, right? That's uh, football, yeah. Coach, my final question here, at least for tonight, you've got Kansas at one. It, you know, That seems to indicate that if the season ended today, you think they're the cream of the crop. Are you sticking with the Jayhawks to win it all at the end of the year, or do you think there's going to be a team that emerges here as, as we go forward that will – you know, Ooh. basically kind of put up a fight and, and be able to take a note. Oh, you know, it's kind of a, a loaded question because you're saying Kansas against the field, you know. It's- <laughs> right, yeah, Kansas against the field. Well, and it's, hey, early. It's, 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 you know, it's just a precursor to with it or quit it. I always load up questions there. No, but, okay, so then let me ask you this. Would you consider Kansas right now, you know, obviously if they're ranked number one, you think that they would be, the team to beat the rest of the way correct i would say yes they're the team to beat the rest of the way until they're not you know if something happens but as of now yeah if i was if if i was laying money down right now i I would go with kansas although duke scares me (laughs) (laughs) they should shout out to duke (laughs) okay ladies and gents it is time to slide on into that game that everybody loves around here we've been playing it for years Almost three whole years, it feels like now. It's time. Yeah. As soon as we get around the calendar, it'll probably be the three-year anniversary of With It or Quit It. Uh, but we're playing a little gamey game, that With It or Quit It, baby. And uh, BJ is around this time to give those questions the trip. And, uh, you know, man, I may, I might jump in and answer some questions. Huh? That's no, not nice. a trip. You got it. I don't want to uh, take was, thunder I here. was just saying that, that you you might recognize a couple of these, Drew. So I, I Recycled was, questions? No, it's not recycled. Only if you played. Coach Tripp hasn't had these questions before. Oh, you asking him so, what I've been asked before? I, I, I might have asked. I Ooh. might ask, be asking him one that you might have seen before. But Ooh. hey, 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 you know, it works if you have a new guest to play the game. Hey. Um, so, uh, but it's funny you were talking about anniversary of Wither or Quit it, Drew. I'm pretty sure this is the tomorrow when we drop this podcast uh, available for all of our listeners. Uh, I think it's our four year anniversary of our first episode, if I'm not mistaken, or three year anniversary, I should say. I, it's almost season, season four, three years. I, it would be three. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the day. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's, that's a long time to do that. <laughs> I need to realize that. Yeah. Well, coach, are you ready to play? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. We'll start off with question number one. Uh, coach, I think it was you and me the last time we played. Uh, with it or quit it, but we're gonna start off with uh, this one here. Uh, you know, one of the more popular things. It's funny that they had the NFL Sunday ticket offering our friends over at Fanatics did, because I was thinking, Coach, as popular as it is with the NFL, college football needs a red zone style channel too. With it or quit it? 
hundred percent with it. Absolutely with it. I, I, I think it, I think it's the only fair way to have, you know, uh, the way, because of how many good games there are consistently on a yes. week in week out basis where you need to be, you know, trying to watch as many of them as possible, especially when they get into those crunch time moments. Absolutely. The, the, the competition is, is so much more fun in my opinion. So you want to watch all these games, you get these vastly contrasting styles, you know, where in the NFL, a lot of times they're more similar. So yeah, you want to be able to jump around and, and see what's going on with, with coach prime and, and his bunch. And then you want to, you know, go over and, and look at, you know, Alabama. I, I definitely would be a hundred percent with that. That's a great idea. Yeah. When you had the, the other, a couple of weeks ago, you had uh, LSU and Alabama, Washington, USC, or something like that. They were all on at the same time. It's like, how am I supposed to keep up with all of this? I mean, not everybody yeah. is is in the studio with the with those guys that get to see it on all the monitors. We, right. we got to figure something out. But all right, coach, Maybe like a college football league pass or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just say the good thing about that is, for the most part, um, you know, you don't necessarily have too many options that aren't available uh, that you would need a league pass. But I, I definitely, you know, you need one of those like cr- NBA crunch time would be perfect. Right. As, as a, yeah. Yeah. As games are, are coming down to the wire or as teams are getting closer to, you know, putting points on the board or big plays that way you kind of feel like you saw the whole game, even though you only really got to catch glimpses every now and again, but all right, coach with it for the first one, we're going to go to question. Number two, and Coach Tripp, with us being one week away from Thanksgiving, green bean casserole. That's the best side dish to have on your Thanksgiving uh, plate of food. With it or quit it? Oh, man. <laughs> green bean casserole. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit it. Okay. I like it okay, but I do not think it is the best. I got to go um, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. and I got to go, if you get a good cornbread stuffing, Ooh, yeah. either of those would be my, my go-tos. Yeah, and, and Drew was right there with you. I could see him throwing up the thumbs down uh, in agreement on the on the quit it answer there. Green bean casserole, not That's the disgusting. fan. Not the fan <laughs> favorite around these parts, apparently. I like so. green beans, but that casserole is just nasty. You don't do you like cream of nope. mushroom soup, Drew? Nope. Ah, uh, that's why. That's what threw me off. Probably. I was gonna say. I, I mean, like when I was eating it, I was like, okay, this probably isn't terrible, but like yeah. when it sat in my stomach and it came out the exact same way it went in, um, <laughs> we just don't agree with each other. So it's just, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, on this episode of things we didn't need to know, <laughs> that's fun fact number three from from Drew. <laughs> And speaking of number three, well, <laughs> we're going to go to question number three. And, uh, Coach, this one, I know Drew will recognize this, but it's even more fitting because just coming off of a narrow loss, they were in it, they had a chance to win at the Horn. They lost 66-65. But the a and Commerce women's basketball team is going to pull off an upset over a P5, in air quotes, basketball school after that win or near win at New Mexico last night. Are you with it? Are you going to quit it? I mean, I, I'm a little biased, uh, you know, <laughs> being in a, a lion myself, but I'm, I'm with it. They are 100%. I think so, too. And they, they got opportunities. I mean, Houston's coming to the field house, believe it or not. That's that's later on, in I think, in the month of December. But, you know, opportunities at Washington State and, and a couple other trips to some of those schools that you would consider in, in the the – 
I, I don't know what they called the that uh, you know automatic qualifying conferences that that always seem to get multiple teams in in uh, in each uh, you know each tournament. But right. I, I, I think it's possible too. I, I think that Coach King has done a fantastic job. They've got a lot of talent. One of the biggest things that was a problem last night is that. New Mexico just had a player that was five inches taller, and, and there was just no answers really. Oh, yeah, in, in terms can't of coach height. Yeah, you can't coach height. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. So, two with it's and a quit it so far. That's not bad. How about we go to question number four, Coach Trip? Boneless wings are superior to bone in wings. With oh, it, I got to quit that. I oh. quit it. I know, Wait, man. I'm a I'm a traditional bone-in guy. I like I like the flats best, but I, I love I love wings, but I love them bone-in. What kind of sauce? So one of the ones that we really like is the mango uh, mang uh, manganero, yeah. like the good pluckers, and then I like okay. traditional um, hot, and then I really like the garlic parmesan. Those oh, garlic parmesan is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, that is that's always one that's going to be getting my mouth watering. I like the honey barbecue ones. It, it really just depends on where you go. Drew? Play, play, Are you play a one? lemon pepper wing guy? I am not. I mean, I, I don't think they're disgusting, but uh, too it's a little too overwhelming. Yep. Too yep. Yeah. They, they, they can be done well. They can be done poorly. It's it's really kind of hit or miss for me. So can't take the chance. No. No, you cannot take the chance. You, buffalo. you, you can't go wrong. There you go. All right, Coach, ready for the last but not least? I'm ready. Question number five. Here we go. All right, Coach Tripp. You want to talk about a loaded question. I saved this one for last, just especially for you. The Michigan Wolverine football team, they're more likely to win the national championship this year than to actually see any discipline over the sign-stealing allegations. With it or quit it. Well, okay. So they they just accepted now the the three game suspension, you know. But I would say, um, but that's also uh, from the conference as opposed to the right. NCAA. And I would say I am with that, uh, and for two reasons. I really think that they got a shot to win it all. I mean, a legit mm-hmm. shot that you know. Yeah. Um, and then I also uh, don't think that there's enough. Um, outrage, you know, you got you got half the people that are talking Urban Meyer and then that this is ridiculous. This is no story at all. And the other half doing that. And like you said, it was a conference thing. So I'm 100% with it. They're, they're much more likely to win the championship than get any meaningful or actual um, penalties from at least the NCAA. Well, and, and you look at what we just saw not too long ago, what Kansas got. I mean, all that came out about Kansas – and it's a couple game suspension for Bill Self, if I'm not mistaken. The North Carolina scandal that it, that was a couple of years before that. Oklahoma State really feels like they they must have done something wrong, or they visited the wrong office in Indianapolis or something, because they they got far bad, far worse punishment than anybody else that was attributed to anything going on in those scandals. So. It's one of those things that I, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't think the NCAA is really going to do anything about it. Honestly. No, and I think they, they, I think they're hoping that it'll sort of just die down and, and they, they, they don't have to deal with it. You know, they always talk about lack of institutional control. I think the NCAA itself 
lacks institutional yeah. control. Yeah, they, they themselves have no control over any of the institutions that they say they are on, uh, right. on top of and, and govern. The only thing that they have any kind of control over and, and they shouldn't as much control as they do is, is over players, you know? Yeah. Um, and deciding which schools are, are eligible to compete for a conference championship versus which aren't. Come on, man. Got to yeah. make the right decision. That's with it or quit it, coach. Fun All right. One. That was good. <laughs> a loaded one at the end there. <laughs> There we go, and that's with it acquitted, and that is the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Another successful college basketball episode with Trip over here. Hope you guys are liking these college basketball features with Trip here, the second edition here. Um, we're going to be posting his content, of course, every time he comes on through. And let y'all y'all let us know what you think about Coach Trip's top ten poll. I mean, you see the big top twenty five poll. How is Trip doing in comparison? Is his list better? I think so. I'm rocking I'm with Trip's sure. list all day long, baby. Man, man knows what he's talking about. That's why we get him in here. Big dog Trip. He loves him some college sports. Maybe, maybe college we can. Football. Maybe we. Maybe when we get closer and closer, we can get the the weekly Trip ten top ten uh, as Ooh. we get closer to the tournament. I like that oh, idea. Boy. I'd definitely be down for that. Definitely. We'll take the submissions. We'll take them. Slide them our way. We'll let we'll let the people know what Trip's top ten is week in week out. We like it. Yes, well, indeed, dude. guys. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and give Trip a follow over on social media as well. He's always on those college sports and interacting with you. He's he's happy to have the conversation throughout the course of the Absolutely. day. His ad is right there on the screen at ng triplet over on Twitter or X, I guess I should say, <laughs> and. uh Go give him a follow and interact with him about some college basketball. And make sure, like I said, follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts at. Even on YouTube, we have YouTube as well. And all those social medias we told you about earlier in the episode, right above us, if you're watching us over on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook right now, we've got obviously those three platforms, X, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads as well. So give us follows on that at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all those social medias. Uh, make sure you rate and review our podcast out there when you give us a follow over on the podcast platforms. Hit those five stars over there on Apple and Spotify. You can do reviews over on Apple. We'll sure take those. We appreciate you. And it'll put us out there with the other podcasts so we can get that added exposure as well so we will appreciate it i mean if we notice any new reviews heck we'll read them off on here live for you guys and show our appreciation Absolutely. like we mean it uh because we do and uh make sure you guys if you're watching over on youtube you like the video hit that subscribe button for us over there and you can catch uh, you know if you miss today's live episode and you don't want to go all the way through the hour we'll have that clip of trips top 10 out there and coaches corner and things like that and you can know about them by being subscribed over on YouTube. And you still yeah. got to make sure you're subscribed and if you want to enter the giveaway. That's still happening. Right. I'm still in the works on that. We might extend that, give you some more time. That'll definitely help. Fresh New Year giveaway from the lowdown. How about that? Absolutely. So I like that. You guys out there. And uh, next episode, we're a couple of weeks away. Uh, mm -hmm. Next week, we're going to have Thanksgiving. We ain't doing no lowdown on Thanksgiving. So we'll be taking a break. <laughs> From that and have a fully loaded episode when we come on back post Thanksgiving break. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a stuffed episode just like the stuffed turkey next week when we when we come back on the thirtieth. Uh, Drew, I know you're traveling, Coach. I don't know if you're traveling, but I want to wish each and everyone that may be traveling 
safe travels. And maybe when you're uh, on the road, if you happen to be inclined, you can catch up on the lowdown and, and go back through the, the archive as, as you got a, a long, potentially long trip ahead of you. Indeed. And if you guys are over there and you're subscribed on YouTube, you can check out that bonus content that I just dropped yesterday about those city edition uniforms. If that interests you at all, go over there on YouTube and check that out for your extra content that you're looking for, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's going to be it for another edition of the Lowdown. Anything to add here, BJ, before we head out? I I was going to say that that my uh, little dare at the end, wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving and safe travels was, was what I was going to add. So trip. Hey, appreciate y'all having me. It was a great time. Uh, and I look forward to doing it again. And, and, and just like BJ said, y'all have a great Thanksgiving and safe travels to you, Drew. Yes, indeed. Appreciate it guys. Be back in that state of Texas with y'all soon. You guys, everybody out there have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see y'all next time on another edition of the low down sports show.